Welcome, Gus. Digital Noir presents live at South Start. Great. How's Thank South Start been for you so far? Uh, just, just incredible the energy, right? To see so many brilliant minds just coming out with some really crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. It's pretty good. I think one of the things that we're excited about and why we got involved is, you know, often in Adelaide, I feel like we're all sitting in our own little islands and you know working in silos, and there's so much cool stuff happening. Mm. Um, and it's great to get everybody in kind of in the same building, literally, and and having conversations and sort of yeah, letting ideas fly around. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, what I find in travelling around the country, including New Zealand, is sometimes this this scarcity of opportunity creates the most innovative solutions. Okay. Uh, New Zealand, for example, way, punching way above their belt, mm. uh, way above their weight in terms of the ideas that are coming out of that country. And uh, just doing a bit of a walk around the room here and talking to some of the people in Adelaide, I think I'm seeing some of that, right? It's just this idea of, you know, we've got to be better, we've got to be more creative because we've got to combat those eastern yeah, uh, sure. eastern big eastern <laughs> city people so it's really exciting really good we had a couple of chats about wellington today actually talking about sort of adelaide and wellington and sort of um, comparative kind of um, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah you know cities being small and a little bit kind of the underdog yeah um, absolutely well i think we do like that underdog uh you know concept here in adelaide but i think also that you know we need to get together and a lot of the conversation been you know kind of unite a bit in the, especially in you know in this space and sort of tech startup um and really you know Sing as one, I suppose, yeah. um, so that we can get out there into a global global reach. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, magic that everybody holds in what they're doing, mm. and um, and there should be no fear with sharing that yeah. because sometimes when you give a little bit of that magic, you get a lot back because a lot of people have have bits of the puzzle yeah. that are going to help you go from startup to you know unicorn billion dollar company. And on a on a micro level, as a business owner, like I felt, you know, there's so many things that that I've had to learn the hard way. That if I'd earlier on had been able to sit down with you know fellow business owners and just have a chat, you know, simple things like around you know accounting or, or business structures or you know HR, whatever it is. But if you just had some conversations, you know, you just everybody can sort of buoy each other up, right? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's a great idea. Look, uh, we shouldn't fear sharing our ideas because. There's one thing that people can never take away from you is is your passion for mm. what you're doing, and most startups uh, d- sort of funnel that passion into a very specific idea and just you know drive it drive it every single day. So if someone comes around and, and gets a little bit of your idea, they won't have your idea and passion no. combined, right? <laughs> so you shouldn't be afraid of it; you should just embrace it, right? And I think we've worked with a number of startups um, in the agency over the years, um, and, and a lot of people are very proprietary and worried initially, right? But um, you look at the amount of effort and passion and, and you know, hard work that goes into getting you know, even a small venture off the ground. Um, nobody's going to come and steal that overnight. It's, just, no. it's not going to happen. And, and you're right. They're not going to do it the same way you do it. Yeah, they're going to take a very different approach. And, um, you know, and if that approach challenges you to think on your approach, that's also a good thing because maybe you're heading in the wrong direction. Well, competition's right? good. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, so what's, what's your role in tail on a day-to-day basis? So... Um, uh, I think my role is about really taking out a message around AI and, and how it can uh, augment the way that we do things, how it can improve our lives and help us move to higher value activities. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to, about that in my presentation today, I, we refer to AI as augmented rather than artificial intelligence. You know, okay. Humans are humans and what we have is creativity and imagination. You know, we have the ability to discern between right and wrong and to dream and imagine. Mm. I, I hope and I believe that, that that will never get there. I mean, who knows, right? Maybe, sure. hopefully not in my lifestyle, not in my life anyway. 
So my job is to go and talk, uh, talk about this and, and meet customers and help them understand how they derive value from AI, how they can use AI to improve the way that they delight their customers mm. and create better experiences. We've just said, we've, obviously, it's, it's the AI segment this afternoon, so we've just had just three chats around it, um, ranging from, I suppose, you know, looking at the, the ethical concerns around it going yep. forward with machine yep. learning and, and just, you know, how do we start tackling, I suppose, um, you know, dealing with allowing machines and systems to make decisions which previously humans would, even though statistically the machines are probably going to make much better decisions than humans do. There's this thing inside us, I think, as humans that we distrustful of a machine for whatever reason? Yeah, I think um, so. So a couple of points there. First of all, are machines going to make better decisions than us? I think that not always, mm. right? It, it, to, at least today, they make better decisions where um, it requires a vast amount of data crunching processing. and processing. And could humans do it? A absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of really smart people out there that can do the same. You know, the, the Gary Kasparov example is, is, is one of those. Sure. It just, all it does is that it allows us to do things faster and at scale, yeah. right? Um, but, uh, for example, really really making a decision about, and I don't know if you, uh, there was this movie that I saw years ago with Will Smith called iRobot. Okay, sure. Uh, and he's absolutely, he hates robots and he's got a robotic arm. And the reason he, he hates robots is that, uh, you know, he's in a car crash with his, I think it's his daughter, and a robot comes in and and saves him yeah. and not the girl. Okay. And it saves him because it determines he had a, she had a 45, he had a 45% probability of, six, of living and she didn't, so might as well just let her die. Yeah. Right? Mm. Humans wouldn't do that. No. Right? Humans are discerning. Humans are rational. Humans are emotional. You know, trillions of synaptic connections it's going to take a long time before we get there and i think you touched on it earlier but looking forward in the future um it, it's not necessarily a bad thing that that the machines can take off some of the the work that you know humans do currently do but hopefully putting us in a position where you yeah. know we can take more creative uh paths and, and, and use the you know the part of humanity that that machines are never going to have right it's it's the art right mm. and, and you know, when, when, when the great uh, painters of our past, when they created things, they created things out of inspiration, yeah. not out of math mathematics or logic or theory. It just came to them. Right? Mm. That's just, that's, that's almost holy, right? I'm not trying to make this religious, but it's just, yeah, but it's, it's hard to conceive. Well, inspiration come, you know, yeah. I'm reading um, Walter Isaacson's uh, yeah. biography of Leonardo da Vinci at the moment. Right. A really, really interesting book. Yeah. Um, but Leonardo, so he, when he was commissioned to paint the, um, Sistine the, Chapel. Last, the Last Supper, Oh, um, like, yes. yeah. So um, he, he ended up taking, I think, I don't know, a year longer than he was supposed to. And the, the uh, I can't remember, Medici, the guy from the Medici family brought him in and said, you know, why is this taking so long? And he's like, you know, you can't, you can't rush what I do. You know, sometimes I want to come in and I'll paint. Uh, you know, he's, I'm, I'm not a laborer. You know, this is this is a work of creation. Some some, some days I have the uh, the inspiration. Some days I don't. Yeah. And that's just that's how it's going to work. Spot on. Spot mm. on. And look, I think your other point is. Um, Will, will computers re uh, replace humans? And it's a question of ethics, and I think organisations need to take a leading stance around the principles surrounding AI. There's no doubt that there is immense uh, room for growth still in what AI will be able to do yeah. and what sort of functions of humans that they'll replace, but we need to put principles and ethics uh, ahead of this. And, and this is why I like to think of it as augmenting intelligence, not artificial intelligence, right? Okay. So we need to, we need to draw some boundaries um, 
so that um, we still remain humans, right? And, and where do you think that comes from? On a, on, a, on a personal level, on a corporate level, on a government level? Like, who, who, who's calling those shots? Yeah. Uh, I think, and, and you know, I, I'm speaking for myself, probably not, not as a representative of IBM at this point, but I think it needs to come from an individual level first. You need to believe it and own it yeah. and, and represent that in everything that you do. Um, but I think there is a corporate responsibility around this and, and certainly I think IBM does a really great job around making sure we, we put people uh, before before dollars in terms of the ethics of developing AI. Sure. And, you know, you see that, uh, you know, the endeavours around really trying to solve really complex um, life-saving problems such as cancer yeah. or cataracts and, you know, these sorts of... And there's some really, really amazing um, areas where this has been applied but um, the, the, the idea or the f- principles are never about how can I get rid of you? Yeah, no. Sure. How can I replace you? No. It's how do I make your life easier? How do I make your, your, your existence better on this planet? How do I improve our life? Right? I think that's, that there's kind of principles that, that, are, that need to drive and need to come from the individual, the enterprise, and certainly at some point the government might have a role <laughs> to play. And I, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, but anyway. I think health um, obviously a great place to look at where augmented intelligence can come in and, re- and really you know, make huge leaps for, for humanity. What other, what other areas are you looking at, if, say AI, um, you know, coming in and assisting? Um, well, look, uh, I, I look at, and my focus and what I do as a day job, you asked me at the beginning, is I help businesses, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not uh, fortunate enough to be involved in the sort of the real life-changing aspects of, you know, around health and, and, and these sorts of areas, which I think are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I help businesses to make their job easier. So I help marketers uh, by taking away the sort of the mundane, the repetitive stuff yeah. and actually deliver better customer experiences, right? So, yeah. so the interesting things that I'm doing is around uh, sort of uh, driving the the rapid move to to voice and different forms of communication. Yep. I, I said in my speech, you know, kind of by 2022, the idea that 50% of our browsing will not be act, will actually not be on a screen. Right. Nice. I um, it, it reminds me of um, I've got a fi- I've got a 15 year old daughter, mm. and she said to me the other day, uh, Dad, you didn't have internet when you were my age. <laughs> I said no, darling. How did you live? Yeah. Like how how did you do stuff? I said, I said, let me let me really bore your noodle. We didn't have mobile phones. She said, what? <laughs> That's crazy, right? And I reckon we're not that far away. It might be my daughter generation where they're going to say, well, I might say, can you just type that into the browser? What, what's type? Mm. Why do you need to type? What, what's that about? Don't you just speak and things happen? We were talking before about um, four-year-olds having com- conversations with Alexa, you know, without really thinking I'm having a conversation with, you know, with a machine. Right, right. Um, yeah. do, you, do, you, do you feel, this has been a recurring theme today as well, you know, your daughter has grown up with the internet, she's grown up primarily with devices as well. Yeah. Um, do you think that's, that's changed sort of her outlook on, on the world? And do you think, you know, having, having had grown up without it, can you see her generation being fundamentally different from, you know, the generations that came before? I, I don't think so. Um, again, this is just a very personal view. I mm. think that, that um, that that sort of uh, fundamental changes in the human psyche persona take generations. Yeah. They they don't you know and I, and I mean 
hundreds of generations. Mm. They don't happen from one generation to the next. What's changed is her approach to problem solving, her approach to finding information and to dealing with information. So she has different processes and things that she looks at and things that she expects from her interactions with people, society, processes, systems. But intrinsically, she's still a human just like me that that has, has feelings and emotions and discerns right and wrong and dreams, right? So I don't think it's changed. It's just changed the people. It's just changed the way we do a few things. And I think that there's this, you know, the generations that grew up without, you know, this con- connectivity are probably just clinging to something that, you know, that, that, that they mm. had. But, you know, the, the future is the future's a different place, right? Yeah. And, and the future is, you know, going to be connected. And it's going to be, I, I agree, I think that voice is definitely, you know, the future. But then, you know, as soon as something's integrated, you know, it's going to feel very cumbersome to go and have to, you know, type something Type something, something out. Of, up. Yeah. Oh, God, what do you mean I have to type? I mean, if, I think if voice works better now, I would use it primarily you know th- things like especially like in the car or you know even like even turning on the oven like why, why would i have to you know manually yeah. face it oh 200 degrees 40 minutes yeah that, that would be fantastic <laughs> be fantastic <laughs> and look you know you know what i find really really cool about this is that um sometimes these innovations are coming out of necessity so you know we, we the the national uh, disability insurance scheme it spends a lot of money on developing uh technologies to help people with disabilities mm. have, a, have a, a great life. So imagine someone that doesn't have, have arms, how do they type? And, you know, yeah. being able to voice and communicate in that way is fantastic, right? So there's, there's these innovations that are being created out of making other people's lives great, and, but then you can see them sort of being adapted in the mainstream as well, yeah, right? sure. as you said. Whereabouts are you based? Uh, I think I'm based in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> on the road a fair bit. <laughs> on the road, on the road, definitely. Do you get down to Adelaide much? Or? Yeah, yeah, Adelaide is, uh, Adelaide is cool. Like I said, there's a lot of great ideas happening here. Um, we've got a number of customers here and there's, uh, there's some really exciting companies. So I'll probably come here maybe once a month. Yeah, nice. Are you hanging around for the, the rest of the conference? Or? Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got a dinner tonight nice. with uh, some of the people that from the event and yep. we'll, we'll just be having a little keynote speech and then just enjoy and, and just mingle and get the sense of what's really the buzz around Adelaide and, you know, what's next. Get to enjoy a little bit of Peel Street. Yeah, yeah. apparently <laughs> everybody's going to Peel Street. Yeah. It's going to be packed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good fun. Oh, thanks so much for taking the time to have a chat with Absolute us. Absolute pleasure. Really appreciate it. All right, great. Take Cheers, care. Cheers, mate. Bye.